Momentum Volleyball is the online Canadian hub for volleyball storytelling, reporting, and event coverage, allowing content creators to connect with fans, coaches, and players. Momentum is the hub for athletes, coaches, and fans to find free and paid volleyball content, and we are proud to be the voice of Canadian volleyball around the world. Head to MomentumVolleyball.ca to subscribe for free and get access to exclusive content and all your Canadian volleyball updates. Hello everyone, welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May alongside Josh Nickel, as always. And Josh, we have an extra special episode this week. I can tell we're both excited because it's not often that we like to think we're big shooters, but it's not often that we get an actual big shooter on the show. So this week, we've got Sarah Pavan, Olympian world champion. Welcome to the show, Sarah. How the hell are you doing? Well, I feel great now. You guys are flattering me. I'm just, I'm not... Well, I we, don't even know what to say. We gotta, because how we got you on this show is unbelievable to me. I don't know how we pulled it off. So thank you so much for coming out. Just the a dozens little meeting around the microwave, actually. Just, uh, <laughs> okay. Pretty casual, not gonna lie to you. Okay. Yeah, Josh was warming up his lunch. Hmm. We Josh had to wait till will... she went back home, Garrett, because uh, like most high performers, Sarah's in bed usually by nine. So it's good that she's out west so we could, you know, make the time zone work a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, that's West Coast. That's the West Coast life, man. Let's go. Well, we're thankful for joining us, Sarah. We got a few things we want to talk about. I'm sure, you know, comment down below. Let us know what you think uh, of the episode. Let us know if five star that podcast, Sharp Cuts Volleyball, YouTube, all that. But let's get into it, Sarah, because I think the burning thing on my mind, I don't know about Josh, but on my mind is... We all watched you and Mel on your journey in the Olympics. We were kind of right along there with you um, the whole way on CBC. I mean, we didn't get our Canadian announcers all the time, which we were kind of pissed about. But uh, we, we, you know, watching all your games. And I just wanted to hear from you kind of your thoughts on the experience, how that went, like what happened for you and, and where did we end up? I I mean, I feel like I'm going to be a bit of a Debbie Downer here because um, I, yeah, I was pretty disappointed. Um, I obviously don't know what it's like watching, like, I don't know what the coverage was like, what the commentary was like. I don't, I don't know any of that. It was garbage. Excellent. Yeah, it was garbage. We had the British (laughs) announcer who was, who was brutal. Oh yeah. I get a lot of feedback that people don't like him. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a we nice wanted person. Mark. I feel like we would have done uh, better had we had Mark. I have no idea, but from where I was standing, it was a very, very disappointing uh, campaign. It's, yeah, I guess when Mel and I are playing well at the same time, we are very, very good. <laughs> and I mean, world um, champions. And I think when we're playing well at the same time, we have every opportunity to win. And I don't think that we did that at the Olympics. And that, I mean, we're six months out or however far out. And I still think about it. Um, Being, you know, I was 34 at the Olympics. I'm 35 now. And I felt like that was my chance. That was my chance from a personal level, just like with my age and where I'm at in my career with the history that Mel and I had together, like in the last five years. And I just really believed wholeheartedly that we were going to win and to go out and to see how everything went down and shook out and how 
we played and just like being in it, I think that we just left so much on the table and I'm not okay with that. Yeah, I mean, it's not often we hit emotional beats on this show, so our listeners and viewers should not get used to this at all. But Josh, I don't know about you, and, and it's bringing up some emotion for me. And I was not a player in that match and not, not there. So we feel for you, Sarah, for sure. I guess like in the whole lead up, right? Because you're, you're playing well, you're winning games, you're making it on the next level. So I guess during it, it's got to at least feel good, like you're building like... Was it feeling good all, all the way, or was it still like a struggle uh, throughout? Um, I don't. I think that we our game plans were working. Our game plans were solid. Teams were doing exactly what we expected them to do. Right. I wouldn't say that we were necessarily playing our best volleyball by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but you know, teams were doing what we expected, so we we're able to get those wins, and then. Even against Australia, our game plan was solid. We, they didn't do anything unexpected. They didn't do anything that we weren't prepared for. Um, and yeah, I yeah, have I mean to that two ball that, is like just kind of kind of yeah. deadly. It's kind of emerging in the some of the you know the new age of beach volleyball, especially on the women's side. It's just such a deadly attack. Like I'm sitting there watching and like I'm getting frustrated because I'm going like, damn. But I'm also going well, what the hell do you do? Like when you're back there serving and they're going to like hit a wide two ball, like you have to guess, like you have to just guess. Um, I mean, we had to serve better. <laughs> we, Fair. we didn't serve well at all. Um, again, we had played Australia trained against them in the past. It was nothing that we weren't prepared for. Um, but it's just like, it's not even that against a team like Australia, if they're going to run that, the only thing you can do is serve better. Yeah. Um, and we had a plan defensively and block wise that we were going to defend them and we didn't execute it. But even like when they were swinging, we didn't execute. Um, they kept me personally off balance. I was getting double digit blocks of match in the Olympics and they kept me off balance. They made sure that I was not going to get set up the way I wanted to, and they were just going to move the ball around me. And we didn't. We didn't do what we had to do. Yeah. Damn. I'm. I, I'm feeling down. I, I feel like we got to move. I'm I, like really sorry. I'm no. Like, I, like I, I'm like. Oh my gosh. Like you're right. Like I'm like. Oh my gosh. Why did I even ask this question? Oh my <laughs> gosh. What are we? What are we doing here? I rethinking the entire show, but I mean, Sorry, I like maybe people will be like, yeah, fifth at the Olympics, so amazing. But it's like no. when you know what you're capable of and you don't do it, it's just not okay. It's funny. So, we, sorry, we had that same conversation uh, on the show, kind of after the Olympics, and uh, I think, and I don't, I'm going to call you out, Josh. Tell me if I'm wrong though, but I feel like there was some sentiment that like for some of the Canadian results, that like fifth isn't anything to snuff at, which I would agree with. But I think we came away from it being like. Yes, but we also looked and go, well, hey, like we're good enough to be winning. So, I mean, yeah, we can be satisfied as fans. But, I, you, you know, you know that the, the players are going mm -hmm. like, no, we, 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 we could have done better. Yeah, I mean, getting two teams in the semi in the quarterfinal, sorry, is great. Um, but when you know that when you play to your ability, you win. Yeah. On the biggest stage and in the moment that you've prepared for for five years, there's really no excuse. Yeah. Um, 
And that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing is that there's just that wasn't good enough. Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit about it with Marquise as well, because I feel like we were trying to like in anticipation of the Olympics, because I think as as fans, we're trying to follow. And really, there's no good way to follow the journey, by the way. Can we just say that? Like, we're trying <laughs> yeah. to like follow and like, OK, how's it going? And it's like we have no idea what's going on. They're playing in a tournament, maybe like, OK, anyway, so we're trying to like build this up. And, and we're talking with Mark about it, and he said, like, I, I forget what he said exactly, Josh, but it was something along the lines of like, you you can't really be prepared for the amount of pressure that you will experience at the Olympics, really, unless you've been there before. And I wonder if that was something that you guys experienced, because, you know, you had been there before and kind of dealt with that. But for Mel, right, it was maybe a whole new experience. And was there any, was that kind of, did you experience that within the first few days of getting there? Like for Mark, uh, Sarah, just to add more context, like he was saying, you have to dive in and acknowledge it's the Olympics where somebody might say, like, try to relieve the pressure and say, oh, it's the same teams. It's the same court. Like, it's the same old thing. But like, it's the Olympics and everything gets magnified and trying to like water down or not acknowledge the pressure that it's different. Like he feels that athletes are like shorthanded when they do that. Um, I mean, there's definitely more hype and attention around the Olympics. You can't deny that. Like Garrett just said, like, you don't even know where we are half the time. You don't know where we're playing. Um, and then to have all of the attention on us, um, sure. Could there have been some like nerves or feelings of pressure? Maybe. Um, but I think that, you know, that's something that needs to be, you know, addressed in a, in a really vulnerable way. And I think maybe that can be scary to admit when you're in the moment. Um, I can't, I can't speak for Melissa. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that maybe there were feelings about that. Um, you know, I had been there. Well, I was prepared to address it if it, if it came up. Yeah, like I was fully nervous, like more nervous than I'd ever been playing watching these games. Like I'm panicking. It's like with... way worse to watch people play. Oh, it's like, so much worse. I won't even have any like investment in a match whatsoever, but I will watch some random match at a random tournament and I will be like sweating because I'm so worried for these teams. And like, I don't care. This has exactly. nothing to do with me. Why am I so worried for these people? Yeah, like, let me get out there and side out. I don't want to watch you side out. I'm yeah. nervous. <laughs> Being in the moment is so much easier because you can control what's happening. But watching, never. Give me a break. Get okay. me out of there. Okay, we got to turn this into a little bit more of a positive yeah. lesson. Because to be honest, Josh, you've been a bit of a downer this episode. So if you could perk up a little bit and get things going, we'd appreciate it. So just try to, you know, let's let's increase the volume. So looking I'm forward. I'm never going to be invited back. <laughs> no, hey, no, we're, we're the opposite. We're worried, we're worried you'll never want to come back. So looking never forward, Sarah. Never about the Olympics again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what is next like what can we what can we expect from you because i know like you mentioned you said you know like you know what's the future hold what what do things look like you felt like that was their chance but i know i think at least for me i think as a fan of yours and our canadian volleyball i'm super curious like what's next like or can we expect you to like continue to try to go and keep this thing going or is it like you know hey maybe we got to start thinking about different moves or what what are you looking at um, I'm the athlete that just never seems to go away, I guess. I don't um, mind that. Thank you. I, so Melissa and I are going to pursue Paris together. 
And then let's go. Let's go to Paris. I I kind of feel like I'm Benjamin Buttoning sometimes. Like I'm oh, yeah. 35, but I honestly feel better now than I did when I was like 22. So I'm not going to question it. I'm just going with it. And after Paris, if I still feel like I'm improving, and that's the thing, I started beach volleyball so late that I yep. still feel like I'm improving yeah. and I love competing and I love training. So I feel like it would be a shame to walk away when those things are all going on. Okay. So, so are we knows? saying Maybe we could have another <laughs> eight years of Sarah Pavin? Like, what are we talking here? Are we going to be Tom Brady here going until your mid forties I mean, or what? If the body holds up, like that's the thing is I love, I love pursuing excellence. I love competing and I'm still figuring it out. So until that stops being true, I have a husband who loves what I do as well. So I don't see a reason to hang it up quite yet. Okay. Well that, I mean, that's great news because we love watching you so i mean we need to get Thanks. some good trainers here going josh can you help us out at all like we need to get everything invested here like let's go if the yeah, body's intact to... sarah's going then let's get whatever we need what do we need one of those ice machines that you like put on your leg yeah. like the cryo what do we need here i need a cryo machine no do if we need you the cryo machine josh get on it <laughs> if you start to hear whispers that like she really needs to think about this. Like she should really hang it up. Please tell me. No, I, I don't well, want to be one of I those mean, people that people whisper behind my back. Like the girl needs to quit. Like I don't want to be that. So if you okay. get any messages like that, pass them my you way. You can count on us because we don't sugarcoat it on this show. Although maybe when we're trying to get big shooters on the show, we may have to. But down the road, absolutely, we'll let you know. Okay. But perfect. Yeah, well, that's excellent to hear. So I'm excited, but it's this this round. It's not a quad, right? It's like it's a try. Yes. Does and that change so things at all? That definitely. You know, Mel and I had five years together. It's only three. We we know each other and how we play really well. And to try to you know rebuild that with somebody else, I think both of us were kind of an agreement that it it's too short and there's a lot that goes into a beach volleyball partnership Wait, that are you saying you guys just stuck together for the cat like for the short while no, like, I mean, not that you're both dominant players and ready to deliver i mean there are i mean there are players that mel could have picked other than me i i didn't want to presume anything um so I was just kind of operating like, we'll see what happens. There are other good athletes in our program. Um, but yeah, we have had some good success together. We, we know how to win together. And I think the leaving what happened at the Olympics, it's just kind of, we need to fix that. So, okay. yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> I have two comments though. First, if Josh said to me that, hey, we're just going to stay together because we've already done all this work together, I'd be pissed and I'd say beat it immediately, Josh. <laughs> so, Josh, you better watch it. But two, I'm getting I'm getting like the unfinished business, like that whole theme. I'm getting Ricardo Emmanuel vibes from the Sydney Olympics where they were just an unstoppable force after having you know a tougher experience not getting a medal storm back and won the gold I, I, like I, that's the kind of the vibe i'm getting so i'm getting hype here 
I mean, if you want to compare us to them, I will take that for sure. Well, um, if you go and win the gold medal in Paris, <laughs> it'll be impossible not to make that comparison. Perfect. That's what we're going for, for sure. My other, I have a question. Josh, what, do you participate in these conversations? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just go. listening right now. And there, there's Barry. a siren outside my window, so I'm trying to mute it for the audience here so they oh, don't okay. think my house is on fire. But uh, no, I, I'm just soaking it all in, Sarah. It sounds like we're breaking news here. We, we, this is way deeper than it normally is, Garrett. So I'm just trying to sit back and listen. Well, I mean, maybe we should just dump you from the show altogether. I mean, Sarah's in agreement. Yeah, <laughs> do now you that even participate? Back in West, she can record with us more often, so maybe she can do this from now on. This is good. Oh my god! <laughs> I was wondering. Sorry. Should we do like the? We should do like the weekly thing where, like Pat McAfee did with Aaron Rodgers during the year he was the MVP. We should be like, "Hey, Sarah, get it, get us on a call while you're on the road. How are things going? Because that's the only way I would know how the results are going, and most people too." <laughs> I can do. That. I can make cameos every now and then, and then if anybody needs to be called out for any reason, I could jump in for that as well. Nice. You know we need that because there's a lot of talk and smack here on this channel and a lot of people are, are way offside. Which brings me to everybody's favorite feature, Josh, on this show. We have not confirmed that yet. It's our Players and Clowns of the Week. And Sarah, we, we did warn Sarah before we started recording that this may be coming. So we'll actually give her just a little bit more time because we do love to surprise our guests with, hey, come up with a random player and call somebody out every week. So we've had some good ones. Um, Sarah, for your context, I think the other week we had Sophie Bukovic called out Sam Schachter for wearing dirty arm sleeves. I mean, you just can't, you, you can't be doing that. Um, get some mint no. arm sleeves here if you're a top player. So those are the sort of things we're, we're looking at here. So Josh, I don't know if you're ready to go or if I should start, what do we, what? I think you should go because you've said very little so far. You're sure, just soaking sure. it in. Are we starting with player of the week or uh, the clown? Are we starting? Let's start with player of the week because I'm hyped about my clowns. Okay. Okay. Okay, but uh, you told me that it doesn't have to be volleyball, right? I'm just making sure because I think well, I have a candidate for clown, but I need to think of player of the week. Oh, okay. I mean, listen. I clown has ranged. The clown, but okay. If it's volleyball, bonus. But if it's not volleyball, you may get chirped about it if it's not a good one. Okay, okay, okay. So for, for player of the week, Garrett, I'll go with a guy named Maddox Greaves who plays for Red Deer College. 14 service aces in a three-set match. Bam. Set a, an ACAC record. And and he's a setter. He was slinging. I think he got over 50 assists. Like, what a game. Can, can Wait, Garrett, he got over 50 assists and 14 aces in a three-set match? Yes. No. The stats are wrong on that. That's 64 <laughs> points. They only won 75 points, Josh. <laughs> There's something going wrong here. I'll, I'll look up the, the assists, but uh, he definitely got 14 aces because it's been all over social media about the record he just set. But, Garrett, you never went on a run that long. You never got 14 Listen, aces in a match. you know how to poke me where it hurts, okay? I rarely got any aces <laughs> ever. My serve was average to crappy at best. So I'm thankful I got any. 14 and one in a three-set match? I mean... Well done. And that's a good conference. Like, Dallas Sunius has played in the ACAC. Like, there's been some big players go through that conference. So, for him to have Did that record. Did you just record, name like, a guy who's long retired who used to play in that conference? To he was say dominant. The conference was? He was dominant. And you can check out his episode on Passing Dimes. But uh, there, there's been some oh, dominant yeah. players. Brock Davidock. Like, there's been some national team guys go through the ACAC. Well, what was his name? I've already forgotten his name. Like, we're supposed to shout these people out to remember them. 
<laughs> Maddox Greaves is his name. Maddox he... Greaves. Well done, buddy. Well 14 done, aces. Maddox. So, Gary, I mean, he got 52 assists and 14 aces. So, I'd say he took over the game pretty well there. Listen, if if they won 75 points, right? Like, and and 52 of them were off assists, and the other four, other 14 were... He basically won the entire game himself. And, and I don't know if this is right. He also got four kills. <laughs> like, <laughs> so <laughs> how is this possible, Josh? I bet the assists are boosted. 70 of the 75 they have to be. points were involved in this guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, th- this guy out of 75, he's the uh, setter. It was four sets. It was four sets. Josh, you misled me. Still good, though. Still That's good. Still. Still good. Okay, I, I also have an actual... No, no, I'm wrong again, I'm wrong again. It was three sets, he got 14, and no, sorry, I was wrong on the assist gear. They, they played two games that weekend. I'm reading the wrong box left score here, but anyways. So Maddox. when we get to Clowns of the Week, are we maybe going to be... It's probably me. Going Josh Nair. <laughs> for not researching, we've had this segment for like four weeks in a row, and I'm still doing it as we air, like I'm picking up there as we go. <laughs> you knew it was so. coming, Josh's you had a whole week. first participation in the, in the conversation, and come on. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it okay sarah i'll give you a little bit more time to think um, yeah i am i'm really stressed out about this okay well we'll see what you come up with um better be good um so my player of the week is logan house from the brock badgers volleyball team um the the oua so for those our listeners who are not from maybe Canada. Uh, the OUA is in Ontario. It's the province, Ontario, where the games just got back to playing this week, right? They played their first game since being off since November with the COVID lockdown. So when you come back from the break, you want to be dominant. This guy dominated. He had 23 kills in his first match over the weekend and 14 in the second for a, a massive uh, weekend. But more than that, he's rocking a beauty handlebar mustache. So not only is he dominating nice. on the court, he's repping just a beauty facial hair, not just for Movember. Like, this is the image of him. I, I mean, I hope it's not fake. Like, I hope he's still repping that. Otherwise, I'm the clown of the week because he's looking like a beauty in these images. So, Logan, well done, bud. And how old is he? The fact that he can even grow a handlebar mustache at, what, 19? That's amazing. I still can't. And I'm, I'm almost No, my 30. husband is 37 and can't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> your husband and I need to figure it out, I think. <laughs> we need to what? maybe man up a little bit to get some facial hair going here. Where Logan's dominating us with his handlebar mustache. So, well done, Logan, on the great weekend. But more the handlebar mustache. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, over to you. Are you ready? Are you making something up literally on the spot right now? I am making something up because... Fun fact about me, I don't really follow volleyball all that closely. Me, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to say <laughs> I work with a ton of kids, and so I'm going to say thank you, OVA, for finally starting tournaments again. I know it's kind of the government, but, like, these kids are hurting for some volleyball action and like socialization and everything. And so all of my feedback from everybody is just how happy they are to actually be playing again. And so that's, that's mine. So your player of the week 
is the Ontario Volleyball Association <laughs> for finally getting yeah. back to playing and everybody's happy about it. So wait, yeah. are we saying everybody's happy with the decision that the OVA made? Do we? I don't know. The people <laughs> that I care about are happy about it. <laughs> well, some people are happy about it and that's good enough, OVA. Well done. Well done. Kids are back playing. We love it. <laughs> Okay, so we all have a bit of a theme this week with getting back to playing, it sounds like. Except good. for Josh, who picked somebody from a conference that was already And played. didn't know what number of sets he played, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah he, he got he, the numbers wrong. Yeah, he plays in Alberta. That's the Wild Wild West, Garrett. They do whatever they need to do out there. Okay, well then so you... Maddox dominated regardless he of did. the number of sets. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, That yes. is a fair point. So, Josh, you better redeem yourself with... <laughs> Your clown of the week. So my, my clown of the week, Garrett, it's been a big stress point for not only some of our players, but just casual fans of how in the heck do you find the beach rankings? Like, how did you find the registration list where the FIB website, they come in with Volleyball World and they do all this stuff and they're trying to promote our sport, Garrett. I challenge you to find the registration list for the Mexico event. You can't find it. It doesn't exist. So the FIB is my clown of the week. And Grant O'Gorman ended up sending me a website that I don't know who made a 12 NDR, but they had the list faster than everybody. Uh, our high performance manager sent me the rankings. It's been on this bootleg website for like three days. They're like beat everybody to it. So I don't know who's running this website, but some super fan beat the FIV to their own ranking. I fully support this clown. Of <laughs> so the he's week. also the player of the week. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so if you run uh, 12ndr.at, uh, where's .at in the world, people? I don't even know where this Austria. website exists. Of course it's an Austrian who's a super fan like this and has the... Mm -hmm the technical knowledge to rank this tournament. But yeah, Garrett, we like, we, we got a big announcement. We got a big deal. All the rankings are out. No, we've known about it for a couple of days because of this third party website. That's a, that it was always a problem and continues mm. to be a problem. Like even as a fan, if I want to go and see, and I've done this re researching for this show and failed. And so we haven't talked about this a lot on the show. It's because going to look to see who's playing in the tournament, who's going to be in this one is difficult at the best of times. Unbelievable. Sarah, are you playing in any tournaments this year? Because we can't tell. <laughs> well, luckily I got an email with the entry list and realized that I didn't sign up for any. So I am Ooh. now registered. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yes. So, so yes, we are playing. <laughs> oh, I was, I was gonna say, so no? Or? <laughs> I just got in the deadline for the Elite 16. So we're, we're only playing those ones. Okay, big shooters in the Elite 16. But I, don't, I also don't know who signs up for the tournaments. I just hope that um, I'm registered. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Can we maybe check that, Josh? Like, can we actually <laughs> help somebody for once? Let me Austrian website to see if Sarah's registered for all the tournaments. Yeah. Okay, great. So player of the week to the Austrian folks doing that on that. If you're not Austrian, apologies, by the way. Like... We're calling, I mean. I'm confident. They always know what's going on. Okay. Congratulations to them, by the way, and FIVB Clown of the Week. So, Sarah, are you ready with the Clown of the Week, or should I go to give you just a bit more time? Because I'm ready. I'm ready, but mine's not related to volleyball. Okay, bring it. But it's something that has been bothering me, and so I need to talk about it. <laughs> and it is the... Um, the 15-year-old that tested positive at the Olympics and then the IOC, like, let her compete again anyways. I can't even, like, stop thinking about it because it makes me so angry that she was allowed to compete after she tested positive. Yeah. And you think about in Tokyo how many people, like, 
missed and were subbed out or whatever because of the positive tests. Not even COVID, like doping. Oh, she what? She had like a banned substance. She tested positive for a banned substance during competition and then they let her compete in the next event. What? Yes. Yes, look it up. A Russian figure skater. She's 15. Like, uh... Russia won the team event for figure skating. She tested positive for a banned substance, so they lost their gold medal. And then she came back, and the IOC's like, oh, you can compete in the next event, like, a few days later. Yes. For our listeners, I'm I think so Josh and I are it. kind of speechless right now. Josh is normally pretty speechless, but I'm <laughs> I'm shocked. I did not know that, and I need to know more about that. So I'm going to do my own research and uh, yes. and look that up because that is outrageous. We don't outrageous. often talk about doping on this show, but like she was able to compete still. That's harsh. What was the banned substance? Saying- do we know? It was a heart medication for angina because apparently 15 year olds get angina um hmm. yeah so Shady. i said it's not her fault and it's the adult's fault so they let her do it uh, it's been on my mind for a few days so i had to say that well we hope the olympic committee isn't listening too closely because we definitely want sarah <laughs> in paris so let's let's make that happen um but yeah definitely i think that's a pretty good clown of the week it's pretty relevant and topical <laughs> Um, where Josh's is also pretty topical. Let's see how mine goes. So I have a few clowns of the week, and I figured, <laughs> I figured that I would, like again, the theme. We're returning to play in Ontario. Some of the other provinces have been going, but I just thought I'm thinking back to my time. If I was playing, and you come back to play, you want to have a great match. You want to play well, so you get out there. Everybody's fired up, right? Like I'm thinking about all these matches. Everybody's hype, and the people who do well get celebrated, but what about the people who absolutely stink up the joint? Like, and some people stunk up the joint pretty bad this week, Josh. So I'd like to go through a few of the worst stat lines for the clown of the week here from this week in the OUA. So now if you name is called, definitely wear this as a badge of honor because this is hilarious and you need to own this and feel good about it. But, uh, you just haven't practiced for a while. So, uh, Blake Fenwick from the Western men's volleyball team, my alma mater, comes out, plays three sets, goes two kills, five errors on 14 attacks for a negative 20% efficiency. I mean, Blake, way to stick in there, bud. Keep it coming. You can do better next time. Um, <laughs> keeping it moving. From RMC, Derek Haynes. Again, three sets in a three-set match. Two kills, six errors on 13 attacks for a negative 30% efficiency. I mean, figure it out, I guess. Like, t- that's, a, that's a tough game. Um, yeah. In the Brock Badgers team, while his teammate was racking up 23 kills, Chris Chapman goes one, two on seven attacks, but his teammate outdoes him with a terrible performance. Kyler Code with eight service errors in three sets. That's that's very difficult to do. That's basically every serve. Every serve. He also had an ace. <laughs> oh, that's best, very baby. difficult Acer to do. <laughs> very difficult. And finally, the worst efficiency game of the weekend goes to Bryson Medis 
with a one kill, four errors on only seven attacks. I mean, all four of you, all five of you, figure it out. So that is my clowns of the week. You come that up with is, the it clowns is fun looking up these quickly. terrible stat lines, Josh. Yeah, you did a lot of research. Uh, I saw a stat line today from the OCAA, Garrett, where uh, the Loyalist women's team won a five-set match, and they earned 28 kills over five sets, and they won. So just imagine what the I'm other sorry, team what? did that match. <laughs> so they had How 28 kills possible? in five sets and won. And, and won. And won. Yeah. So they had... So did, was it just error after error after error? <laughs> Yeah, Sam Schachter was at the game. He mentioned it was like misserve, misserve, uh, free ball air, oh. like uh, tip out of bounds. <laughs> you know what? I approve. I fully approve. If you're going to win a game with only 28 kills, you own that. You feel good about that. You take that to the bank. Let's go. You escaped with that one. Just be happy. Good to win on <laughs> Think about other sports that celebrate the garbageness, the really bad play in a hilarious way. We need to do that more with volleyball. I mean, if you're out there getting one kill and just getting slam blocked like five or six times in the match, like that's got to be celebrated. Like, you know, I have Shaq and a fool for uh, for the misplays of the week. Like the weakest stat line of the week. I feel like you got to celebrate that <laughs> until somebody brings up my worst stat line and I'm fully buried. I don't I think I ever hit never negative. happened. Yeah, I don't think I never I ever hit negative. You ever hit negative, Sarah? No, not once. No, I actually remember my lowest attack percentage ever in the game. What was it? It was 091 against Iowa State. <laughs> 9%. I mean, it's still not negative, though. Oh, that's awful, though. That was bad. <laughs> well, it happened. 091, I think I was so sad after that game. We for sure won, but I was like, wow, you did not help. <laughs> <laughs> well, you helped, I guess, with 9% efficiency, which is a pretty low help rate. But it happens all the time in the OUA, and I love it. So, speaking of bringing some entertainment value to the sport, um, there was another topic that I wanted to talk about with you. A, because I'm super jealous of it. And that's your YouTube channel. Um, those who haven't subscribed, what the hell are you doing? Sarah Pavin Volleyball. Yeah, please subscribe. <laughs> Yeah, you've got over 30,000 subscribers, which I'm incredibly jealous of because you started after Yes Guy Gaming, subscribe, and you, 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 you jumped all over what I was doing as well and did it way better than me. Wait, what? <laughs> In doing the, uh, the high Q reaction videos where you kind of watch through the- You do those? That volleyball anime show. See, that's, that's the thing. You didn't even know. You just stomped the S guy gaming and buried me. And now your videos have like 20,000, 30,000 views on that while I'm struggling to stay alive. So, I mean. I am so sorry. I did not no, no. take that. <laughs> no, no. Don't be sorry. I, I was like, I was like, of course, the big shooter, Sarah Pavin, comes in and just squashes the little guy. But it, it's not like people watching you. We, we have some overlap in people who watch us both. Oh, for sure. That community watches every single person who reacts. They watch Haikyuu probably three dozen times. Yeah. They love it. So, Josh, you're giving me a bit of a blank stare, as you normally do. So, for our listeners who are equally like Josh, Haikyuu is a volleyball anime show or a cartoon where it's about this guy, Hinata, who plays volleyball. And it's, it's freaking awesome. And people I think watch. That's maybe why you don't have good views. It's Hinata, not Hinata. Mm, well, that's my North American accent, I guess. But no, nobody's called me I'm out on that yet. 
Really? No, you need to ask because they are very passionate about the pronunciation. I mispronounced Kageyama's name in the first episode and I heard about it like... Yeah, see, but that's because you've got more people watching. So I don't need to worry about it until I get it on on your level. (laughs) You got 20,000, I got maybe 200. So, I mean, there's a big... No, I have a little bit more, but there's a big difference there. But I mean, so you're a big fan of the show, obviously, Sarah. Yeah, did you grow up watching anime? Either of you? I mean, I watched the popular ones like Pokemon, Digimon, 90s kids things. Yeah. So I grew up watching like Sailor Moon and all those ones. Absolutely. So I had like a background. But in answer to your question, yes, I'm fully obsessed. I mean, it's basically your channel. Now it is. It is. I'm trying to um, get back into the volleyball realm just a little bit. (laughs) Um, But how can you say no to like 30,000 to 100,000 views on one? I mean, I I couldn't. And I I can see why you couldn't. But uh, I always found that like for me, having something to do on the road was like a big thing. Are you able to like record videos and do this while you're on the road? Like it was that kind of the inspiration for it? Um, well, the whole channel started in the pandemic because I kept getting messages from kids being like, I don't know what to do. I want to play volleyball. Like, I don't want to lose my skills. So I was like, okay, I'll make some videos for kids to like help them play volleyball during the pandemic. Your first three videos, shoulder exercises, Mm -hmm. 10 solo drills at home, at home volleyball, five pepper variations. Your first three videos. And so then it just like, like I started getting all these comments like, oh my gosh, Haikyuu like brought me here. Now I want to learn how to play volleyball. And I'm like, what the hell is Haikyuu? But it kept happening. So finally one day I just like responded to a comment and I'm like, can you tell me what this is? And they were like, oh, it's an anime show. You should watch it. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But then it kept happening. I was like, you know what? Let's give it a try. And now it's like what I do. So I usually try to like record them in batches so that when I do travel, then I'm not like stressed to do it. But there have been times where I record in my hotel room at a tournament. Um, yeah, only a couple times. That's smart. Smart way to do it. I mean, <laughs> for sure. Smart. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so incredibly jealous. Did you get, because they say, when you get 10,000 subscribers, you're supposed to get a mm-hmm. copper play button. Have you received that yet? No, you are? Yes. You're supposed to get a copper like certificate in a little plaque that says you got 10,000. And once you get 10,000, you can rent out YouTube spaces. What's that? It's like Nobody's a full studio. <laughs> full studio with Wait, cameras what? and stuff. You got to take advantage of that, Sarah. Get in there, get a studio, a little uh, recording session going. You and Mel, maybe. It'd be How high, did high tier. Tell me that. Okay, so I heard at 10,000 subs, you get like the community space. And then when you get 30,000, you can get like memberships and stuff like that. But I think they don't give the plaques until you hit 100K now. Yeah, they only give the copper at 100K? They've just like moved the goalpost on me. One. Yeah. Oh, well, brutal. what are you sitting at? How many do you have? How many subs do you have? 7,700. <laughs> okay. So I got a little ways to go before I catch up to you. Well, the high Q is where it's at. 
you want to get subscribers, keep recording IQ videos. Yeah, but Garrett May just doesn't carry the same weight that Sarah Pavin does. Like, I'll tell you a story. We were when we were because when you played in Mexico during the pandemic um, and they had those three tournaments in a row, it was awesome because all the games were streamed on YouTube and they were the, the games. If it was middle of the day, it was kind of prime time at home. And I'm logging in there. I'm texting with Josh because he's lame and won't get in the in the in the <laughs> chat thread. But I'm in there lighting up the chat thread. Um like watching the games, like chirping other people and like calling things out and like getting into it. And it is hilarious how many people who you have no idea who they are, never met them, they've never seen you play live, know who you are and like are commenting on your matches. Like, have you gone back and watched this? To be honest, I don't because I feel like people say a lot of really mean things and I'm not interested in reading what these people have to say that don't know anything um it's a good point except for you well i, I was saying some mean things too though. but but not about you when i've watched games i've seen your name pop up and i'm like oh my gosh he's watching um other people's <laughs> games but no i do not go back and watch my own because i really have no interest in what people have to say about me <laughs> yeah well there it is a weird amount of support that canadians go on there too and like it's kind of a who's who in that chat and i wish they'd bring it back josh like what the hell are they doing fivb clown of the week for sure like that was such a fun experience and a great way to follow canadian teams but now that they don't have that like i how am i supposed to watch you when you go play and i don't even know where the first Wait, are they not like. gonna do that anymore well, maybe I, they will i don't know well, no, because they have the volleyball world thing now with the TV thing and the subscription and this whole thing, right? Oh. This whole TV deal and the whole Sweet 16, the media rights and stuff, right? So it's like, I don't know what that's going to look like. Dang. That's sad. That is sad. I'm not sad for like all the people who get terrible things said about them nonstop. <laughs> um, me being one of them. But <laughs> I... <laughs> But for the fans, it was probably great. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, we'd get into it because there were a few times where Canadian teams would play American teams, and we're just heated. It's chirps oh. flying back and forth. Absolutely, because people love that anonymity. So somebody will just shout out and say, you're a complete idiot. <laughs> oh. No, you're a complete idiot. <laughs> and it's always the people who don't have their, like, actual photo as their yeah. avatar who are the most ruthless of all. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's like, I need to do some research on you. If you're going to say this stuff, I want to be able to go look at your picture, find your history, Google search you, whatever, so I can get some intel. But it's always the people who have, like, the generic cartoon or nothing that are yeah. the worst. And I can't find any information. It's terrible. Yeah. It's it's low intelligence chirps, though. Like, nobody's really br – it's like, this person sucks. And then if you call them out, they're like, you suck. It's just, it's just <laughs> the most base – insults ever um but it was fun to watch like all the canadian teams there because we had so many and on the youtube and stuff it was great so uh, hopefully we get to do that in the future and you know speaking of other canadian teams i'd love to get your thoughts because we have a few new partnerships in the canadian volleyball scene and um we talked about this a little bit last week or the week before just about kind of the thoughts and expectations so i'm curious to get your thoughts because i mean you're in the scene you you see these things um we have the two new partnerships uh brandy wilkerson is pairing up with sophie bukovic and dan deering is partnering up with sam schachter um who to form i guess like they're gonna travel they're gonna compete so i mean do you have expectations what are your thoughts on those two teams no comment. Um, 
Well, my husband is coaching Sam and Dan. What? Um, yes. That's breaking news to me. There you go. This is why you brought me on the show. Um, to break yeah, news. So you broke the news coaching. twice tonight. Let's yes. go. Adam is coaching Sam and Dan. Um, I, I respect Sam so much. I think he is for sure like the foundation of the men's side of the program right now. Um, I think he, you know, his experience, he's the only one in the program who's gone to the Olympics and competed regularly at the highest levels in the world tour. Um, and ben. I think Sam's great. Well, right, Gary Ben, ben is in Calgary. Like he's uh, he's not around as much as we'd like to see him. Oh, I subtle yeah, bitterness so there by Coach Josh. How much better would my day be if Grand Ben are around? Way better, Garrett. Way better. So bitter, Josh. Sorry, I was just thinking of the like, guys that I was seeing every day. Nope, it's fine. Um, we got to hear about Josh's bitterness. Mad? Why would I be mad? I'm not mad, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, um, it sounds like yeah. then you're a little bit biased for two reasons because. One team is a competitor of yours, Sophie and Brandy. Like you, you may end up playing them on the world tour at some point. And two, your husband is coaching Sam and Dan, so you expect them to do pretty well. well I, would I think. No, I think Sam and Dan is an interesting team. Um, Dan has, you know, not extensive experience on the world tour, so I think it's going to be like a feeling out period to see how he does and how he adapts to that level of competition. Um, I don't know. It's hard when somebody hasn't been in the system. Your husband, bring it together for them. Is he going to be able to deliver the goods for them? Uh, That's a great question. (laughs) 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 Or is he going to end up on clowns of the week one week? That's Adam maybe is not very, maybe. I think that he, that he will be very good at like the interpersonal beach volleyball relationship piece. Again, he can train them, but when you're on the court, you're alone. Yeah. So you need to be able to figure it out and you can have all the information and all the tools, but if you don't use them the right way, then it doesn't matter. Um, so I'm confident that, you know, Josh and Adam can <clears throat> provide them with the tools they need. After that, it's up to them. Well, um, we'll see about that. Um, yeah. What about, I mean, Sophie, we had Sophie on the on the show and she kept referring to her partner as her partner as if we didn't know her. And we never asked her about that. And in hindsight, we should have. That was totally our bad. Like, what were we thinking? But, well, she uh, didn't want to break news here, Garrett. They wanted to break news on like CBC and other media outlets and do like a photo shoot. Like, I see why she did it in hindsight because they're announced. But didn't was we already sweet. know? Didn't we already know? Well, I felt like I knew because I saw them training. Wait, like, what it was, was like... the announcement? I feel like I'm the last of the party always. So Sophie was on Sharp Cuts there, and she kept referring to her new partner, her new partner, but she never called her Brandy by name. But then the the week after we recorded with Sophie, there was a, like a big Instagram announcement, and they did like. Are some we cool stirring the pot right stuff. now, Josh? Or are we like causing drama right Wait, now? No, you said a CBC announcement. I thought you were joking. Was that real? Is that a thing? I think CBC like reposted their their stuff. Yeah. How do we get CBC to repost that. our stuff, Josh? Well, I think we need more than 50 subscribers, Garrett, and then maybe... Hey, watch it. It's your show, too. <laughs> Brutal. You know when I start doing research, we'll be taken serious as a, as a media outlet, and then they'll start pulling from us. But uh, I really dropped the ball this week, Garrett. Even then, they won't. 
<laughs> oh, I'm so I'm so intrigued by all of this. I didn't know that it was a secret. Mm. Well, okay. it wasn't until they announced their presence with authority with some like pretty sweet media stuff. So, I guess that's helpful for the brands and stuff. We did talk with her about that um, and how to kind of try to do that as a bit of a business. So, what do you think about them as a team? I, I mean, they're both traditionally blockers, so they're going to have to figure that. Um, out. I was very surprised. Yeah, I was too. I was very surprised. Uh, like you said, both historically blockers. Um, Heather and Brandy would have been in the Elite 16 had they stayed together. Now, okay, so they would have. They, they, the, they, like first tournament, yeah. they could have had that. I just saw the entry list for Mexico. Sophie and Brandy are like in the middle of the qualifier. Right. So I felt like, that, I mean, that's an interesting decision. It's going to be really, really hard for teams to break into the Elite 16 and yeah. like to give that away when it is such a short quad and all of the stuff around that, like we talked about, I that was interesting to me. Um, I thought they did pretty well at the Olympics. I thought watching the Olympics, I thought Heather played very well. Um so there, there was, I, I was scratching my head a little bit. Yeah. A lot, well, actually. We'll have yeah. to see how that turns out. I mean, yeah, like, cause I've heard of teams like, and back in the day, like when point, you could really play the points game with like the Norseka mm -hmm. and like doing that people staying together who hated each other just because they'd be in the main draw together. <laughs> like, you think about, well, oh, changing. Mean, this is a business too, you know, like this is your career. You're not doing it to like for fun you're yeah. doing it to earn a living to win to i don't know what what the ultimate goals are yeah. for their team but yeah um i was surprised so what do you think about this sweet 16 thing because we've talked a little bit about it on the show before and i i've said i freaking hate it i think it's stupid for the sport yeah. but um i mean you're obviously going in it maybe it's exactly what you and Mel kind of would look for out of this whole system to kind of give you that chance to play your most important games fresh. Is that something you're looking forward to or is it a little bit confusing as well? Um, I think it depends on how you look at it. I think if you are approaching it from wanting to grow the sport, sure. It doesn't make sense. There's no country quota anymore. It is strictly merit-based. The best teams in the world are in one spot. So there's no country um, quota just for the Elite 16 or whatever. They are. Challengers there's no country too. quota, but they're allowing a qualifier. Um, so if you're looking to grow the sport, does it make sense? No. If you're looking and trying to make beach volleyball a business, and to make it elite in the sense of tennis or a sport like right. that. Absolutely. I think it's right. the right call. If you want to legitimize beach volleyball and make it a true meritocracy of like mm -hmm. money status, whatever, that's the right call. You think so? Cause like even other sports like tennis, when they have their grand slams, they're still like the, 64 or more teams as part of their kind of single limb draw, which doesn't even make sense for volleyball, but they still have such a wide range of people who end up in those big tournaments, right? 
They do have a wide range, but like it's not equal based on country. It is strictly ranking and performance based. So if you are good at your sport and you have earned your place at the top, you get it. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter how many people from your country are there. And I think that that's what they're trying to do is they're trying to make beach volleyball a business. And from that standpoint, I think it makes sense. Hmm. So maybe that's super helpful for some of the top teams. It gives them the chance to really showcase themselves on a consistent um, level. But I just I just think about like those, like think about tournaments where you have like a fifth American team or a fifth Brazilian team win the country quota, get in the tournament, win the qualifier, and like medal at big tournaments. We won't see that anymore. Right? You won't see it anymore, but you'll also like... I think I have a slightly different standpoint on it than a lot of teams because like now teams are going to be grouped more closely with their own skill level. So you won't have a team come fight through the qualifier and then get last place and make barely any money. Right. You're going to be grouped in with teams of a similar caliber. So you have a chance to actually compete for a medal and make more money than you would ever make if the full field is there. Right. Um, I know that's probably not a popular opinion or one that a lot of athletes share, but I think for people who are looking to pursue this as a career, the opportunities to earn, to earn points are more realistic than they were when the full field was in one place. Like the 24th team in the world say who's bitter that they're not getting into the elite 16. Well, Hey, go win one of the other tournaments or go win a few of the other tournaments, make that cash, get a few medals and then let's, you know, see where you're at type thing. Right. Yeah. And you're going to come out ahead. You're going to earn more money than you did. You're going to earn more points than you did. Like, Hmm. It's an interesting perspective and not one that I had thought about. And maybe I'll need to rethink my perspective, Josh. Um, cause yeah, that's a good point. So, I'm going to quickly segue away because we're getting towards the end of this show. And this is kind of how it goes is uh, sometimes we have guests on who we don't really ever want to stop talking about stuff. So I'm thankful it's gone well so far. Um, I do need your help, though, because you had an an amazing burn on Josh early in the show, which don't make that face, Josh. It was an awesome burn. Uh, Unprompted, too, like not brief. Yeah. And you said you've been training in Toronto a little bit. You know, we, we had the story last week of how. He, Josh gave you player of the week because you sat down and had lunch with him and he picked your oh, brain about a bunch God. of stuff. So, and then I just ripped him apart. Oh my God, sorry. No, no, no. She clearly he, doesn't listen to the show, Gary. No, he deserves it. He deserves it because we were all like, what player of the week? What, because you just creeped her at the lunch table? Like, come on, bud. So I, I need your help here because we need some more material on Josh and how we can really, really bury him. You're in that center a few times. You had the lunch. Like, you know, we need some help here to really, truly bury Josh Nickel. What, what do you got? Do you, what, do you have anything helpful here? She did spend a lot of hours at Downsview, Garrett. She was doing two days every day. She was probably there the most. Like, You're doing first- two days? I respect that. All those wimps out there not doing that. So can we chirp <laughs> Josh about that somehow? I'm, I'm sure Josh would want to do two a days. I'm sure there would be an uprising if he tried, though. Um, oh, is it is, Josh... now? Is that a subtle chirp because Josh can't command a room? Oh, like <laughs> I, I, I'm looking for ways to bury Josh here. I'm running out of material. <laughs> really? 
I she's surprised I'm running out of material, Josh. Is that a, is that a, <laughs> supposed to be partners, Garrett. It's supposed to be my guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I am your guy, but I mean, who was carrying this episode? Did you really do much talking this episode? or? You asked a couple of questions, we get out of the way and just listen to Sarah talk. That's how this episode. To be goes. honest, I didn't really think that Josh liked me at all until he stopped me at the microwave and asked if I would be on the show. And then I was like, oh. So that, Josh looks like he hates you. Yes. Until he creeps you at the microwave. Need to work on my resting yes. face. Care, right? That, I think you uh, do. I think that's a fair a fair criticism yeah. of Josh is that your face looks like you're pissed. Like I look over there and you're just upset at me, but you're actually fine. Yes. Yeah. I did think that you hated me for the longest time, and maybe you still do, but um, it just started tonight, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> just started when you said he didn't talk. <laughs> So I, I need to get, and maybe our fans don't care about this. And if you're still listening, thank you so much. <laughs> subscribe, subscribe to Sarah's channel, subscribe to all the things. But I am super curious because I need to visualize this. So Sarah, you're at the microwave putting your food in the microwave. And Josh like saddles no, up and goes, see, hey. I'm the unapproachable one. I'm the unapproachable one because I have my office near the microwave. Most people Wait. sit in a group. They're friendly. They're chatty. I sit in the far corner of Downsview facing a wall. And that is where I sit all the time. And it happens to be next to the microwave. So I was sitting in my office and Josh stopped by the microwave and then started talking to me. And I was very surprised. Oh, so Josh was microwaving his food. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It was actually a salad. He didn't need to microwave it, but he just needed an excuse to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> so he, like i'm just picturing josh at the microwave like just panicking like all right how oh am I yeah gonna, the self-talk was just flying i had headphones in and then he just felt his presence like right beside me <laughs> you got that close josh personal space bud during covid gosh no gosh no. <laughs> well actually nobody will get covid from josh because he wears a normal mask and he pulls up yeah. the thing too and so his entire body is covered time. with material right yeah it's cold in down yes. here i got a layer yeah no like the only thing that. you see of josh is this part of his <laughs> eyes and maybe his hands maybe see, that's, that's why everybody hates you because you look like a ninja josh you look like sure. you, you hate everybody see i'm not approachable by the way i dress in my resting face sarah's not approachable because it's like oh that's sarah pavin she won world championships and i'm like, facing a wall literally yeah so i'm shocked that you two ever exchanged any words at all with those two things yeah. Like, how did it happen? Because like, so what was your opening line, Josh? Cause you, cause I'm, I'm in your headspace. The world champions over there. It's, it's Sarah F and Pavin, like 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. Like she's got the world, she, you know, pretty, pretty big deal. So right. what is your go-to? Well, Garrett, I had to get the courage up, but it wasn't just for me, Garrett. It was for us. It was for the listeners. It was for the show, Garrett. That's how I got I the respect courage. That. No, I'm on board now. I'm on board now. <laughs> But then it quickly turned to selfish say, after I asked her to be on the show. I quickly spun it into like, hey, can we talk about like tactical volleyball too? So that's how like the lunch thing started too. Gary's like, what you, can I get you out of You bastard. <laughs> you absolute snake. You you got the first question in there, got what you wanted, then made it all selfish about you. Don't give me that. It's for the team stuff. It's for <laughs> us. You fully, oh, you. Little both. Little both. Because asking her about the tactical stuff, that was for the guys, Garrett. So that was for a different, different family, a different group of people, you know? 
so yeah but listen, people helping Sarah, people garrett it, it, it's a beautiful thing it's uh, yeah but can your guys yeah. even understand any <laughs> feedback sarah's giving them because it's they just nodded it's, along like they knew and i was like you guys never thought it's of like this trying before. to explain <laughs> physics to a four-year-old like you just can't do it like they need a few more you know i, I feel like am i wrong yeah it's kind of know. Know. just talking I, i'm I, I don't know i will say the boys are the only ones that talk to me the girls forget about it the boys interesting the boys are chatty interesting now it, do you think that's jealousy or intimidation a little bit like i think it's like, intimidation i don't know i, I mean i'm definitely social awareness like like Jake McNeil has a lack of social awareness, Garrett. He's going to talk to anybody who's in the building. So that's not like an intimidation thing. That's just Jake being Jake. And then maybe for some of the women, it's like Sarah, the superstar, that they're a little afraid. But some of the guys, they just don't know what's going on, Garrett. They'll just talk to anybody. Like Yvonne, Mikhail, um, Jake. What's his name? Those guys. Dan, <laughs> that guy that was there. <laughs> Sam, Dan, Russ. Like they're all, they all just talk to me. And it's fine. The girls, however, it's a different story. And I know that it's me. I also have a resting bitch face. I look very unapproachable. So it's probably, it's my fault probably. Yeah. You know, it's, it's real champion like of you to take responsibility, but you know, we've got to share it equally. Like even listen to Josh talking about how he had to build up the courage just to ask you to be on the show at the microwave while he's microwaving his salad. Like it's kind of a ridiculous (laughs) ridiculous story like come on dude just get it going but uh yeah for sure <laughs> well for me Sarah, i remember when when i'm dancing around having a full-on dance contest in the stands of the edmonton event and like making a fool of myself talking is the like is like the lowest on the totem pole there after i fully embarrassed myself for sure i thought you did a great job oh thank you well, we had we had a lot of fun josh that's the edmonton fivb event that uh my dad hosted. You weren't a part of. Uh, no, I wasn't part of the entourage or whatever you were a part of. Yeah, uh, it was. You know, you kind of kind of had to be there. Kind of, you know, it was the who's no, I was who there. sort of. Thing. I was there. I wasn't a part of the no, show. No, but you had though. to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You were there, but you you know you had to actually be there for it. I wasn't inside the circle. You know I mean? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is how time. the show goes, Sarah. We uh, we kind of get to the end where we've talked for a while and nobody's listening anymore, so we better stop. Um, and I usually <laughs> ask the guests what they thought. So, what what'd you think of the show? I I loved it. I like. I'm sorry, Josh. Um, That's sweet. I won't. I, don't I won't chirp you for walking Sarah, it back. Thank you. Um, now that we both I'm know we worried, don't hate like, each other now, this is good. So uh, I'm good. Okay, it's perfect. Yeah, now we can actually talk to each other for real. Um, I'm just worried that like I'll get off the call and then you guys will be like, we're never inviting her back. So I, that's in my mind. Um, but I had fun. Great. So if you if you want me to come back that would be amazing that's that's really no I pressure think, or anything no i you know what josh i think i think we've made it i think we've made it i think we can celebrate and we can end the show now i mean this oh was the goal God. really the, the entire listener time, must so. be thrilled right now like yeah like i'm, <laughs> like, I mean, oh I'm God, on cloud no. nine we nailed it i mean hopefully people are still watching they're not but if you are hit subscribe we appreciate it um yeah no thank you for being with us sarah and we would love to have you back um don't get us wrong on that me. and especially if you're going to be laying the smackdown on josh we are getting invited back every oh. week if you're going to be bringing that type of heat i respect it um but uh, and then you apologized for it too like a full circle of just kindness but also bear- capable guilty. of bearing you but then walking back right before the end so 
Anyways, we got to uh, end the show, but thank you so much for being with us, Sarah, and uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.